0: Love is the greatest threat to evil.
1: Hoping justice will call. I had hoped that you were hiding in someone who wanted to be the next president, making it evident that people with big hearts can run a country that can be so heartless sometimes. I had hoped that you were outending disease and wars, protecting our children from Zimmermans and drug lords. I had hoped that you could one day polish America's reputation, put love back in the water and iron out the wrinkles in this crooked legal system, Dr. King said, let freedom ring. So I waited in wee hours of the night beside my telephone, hoping that you, justice, would call, because I thought that in any relationship, trust was everything. See, I never asked you to save the world, because a savior and a cross have already done that, but the least you could have done for me was act like you cared. So instead of calling us back, you just stared at mothers crying Armageddon tears, never being truthful enough to build confidence in our survival because you let so many freely kill a child. I was a child once. Pledging allegiance to one nation under God and indivisible, do you even remember those promises of with liberty and justice for all? I guess not. Because as I continue to sit by a silent phone, I remember again that liars never call. Hello and welcome to The Journey, your radio show,
0: hosted by Neville D'Angelo, author of A Soundbite Life and Flight of the Fused Monkeys, a PRG Emerging Technologies Forum keynote speaker and founder of Rio Sports. I am Joseph Ellison. Enjoy!
1: Liars never call.
0: Somewhere between logic and emotion. Brandon Jackson is here. Yes, you can start clicking those fingers... He has released a new book and is opening this, our second season of the Poets' Roundtable. You'll need to sit back a moment for this one. Brandon Jackson, Somewhere Between Logic and Emotion. My name is Neville DeAngelo. You are on The Journey. Along the journey, we stop at intriguing places and meet fascinating people with novel solutions to some of life's tricky questions. And we play a few games and track the remarkable characters of three classic books. A Soundbite Life, Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and Illicet, A Time to Begin Again, all of which can be found on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Thank you, Ari. Uh, Brandon Jackson. The book's release party at Chi Gallery was a class act. I'm telling you. Class act. The lad is on to something. He's got our attention, and he can perform. Every eye glued, you could hear the hearts beating in sync with his wisdom, with the truth of his telling, with his activist call for us to rise up into love. Yes, rise up for love. This is different, folks. This is different. Uh, Class act. If you're in the Dallas area, you ought to check out the Chi Gallery. It is across from Fair Park on Exposition Avenue. The owner, Jeffrey Noble, will welcome you. Now, don't you go touching his macaw if you want your finger to stay intact. Jeffrey's art is amazing. You can find a link to the Chi Gallery on our website, and I'll share with you later what else he has going on. It was nice to talk to you, Jeffrey, last night. Uh, but last night's night was Brandon's Jackson's night. we? And whoever prepared those meatballs ought to be given special kudos. I took more than my share. Oops, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a delight also to run into a few other poets there. Host B. Randall knows how to have a party while running a show. Priscilla Rice was there. She can dance, Brazilian style. Look out. Lynn Smith, so you're not only a poet, huh? Now I know you can sing. The mic is open, ma'am. The mic is waiting for you. It was nice to meet Monica Richardson. I didn't realize she's a hard I couldn't romance author. Well, well, well. The things I learn when I step out of my little hole and into the crowd. I'll be on to you, Miss Monica. Alex word Frazier, that jig at the door. <laughs> you got me.
1: <laughs> I'll
0: have to practice it. Anyway, it was nice to run into so many folks' class act last night. And the issue is love, yes, love, not sentiment, not sentimentality, love, the serious business of love. Let me run over and join Brandon Jackson at the poets Roundtable. table, well, Brandon, welcome back to the show.
1: so glad to be here
0: you've got a, it's a new year and now you've got a new book
1: yes, uh, yeah
0: could you tell us about the book?
1: yeah, so um earlier this year, uh, like you said new new year new book um i I actually uh started working on this second project um in the latter part of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Somewhere Between Logic and Emotion mm-hmm. is uh, what I decided to call this collection of poetry. Um, and I wrote, I did this second project one reason because of the awesome response that I got from my first project, mm-hmm. The Parts of Medicine Can't Reach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the the uh community's response to that book was just so touching and, and overwhelming that um you know I was excited to mm-hmm. do another project and um I've been writing a long time so I have stacks stacks of poetry. So um you know after the first book I was like, why not? Let's that's, let's that's do that's let's that's do that's another that's one. Good. Um so yeah, so somewhere between logic and emotion uh came about. There was a review um on the last book as well that um kind of translated into the idea for this book um uh the review said um it, it that the poetry takes you back to that um emphasis between that uh that battle between logic and emotion mm-hmm. and i really like that i really like the idea of you know logic versus emotion and you know those two things going at it and um you know the gray areas and right. you know the the places between uh you know that um Which I think you know a lot of writers you know spend a lot of time you know between that area between logic and emotion, especially poets so uh that's how this this so works what
0: what are you going to tell us is between logic and emotion <laughs>
1: so um somewhere between logic and emotion is not necessarily saying well, I'm between logic and emotion mm-hmm. that that's um it it goes back to um our decision making, or, or my decision making, and, um, you know, relating to, the, you know, the people who, you know, may be reading it, um, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, when we make decisions, uh, we can go, you know, the logical, you know, route, or, you know, we can go the emotional route, and everything doesn't make sense, you know, everything in life doesn't make perfect sense, and sometimes you find yourself in those gray areas, and, um, you know, whether it's you know, love. You know, which is a favorite subject of mine. Um, which is, you know, the main theme of, um, you know, of the book. Um, the things that we that we do. Uh, you know, when it comes to uh, love and life. You know, being in that place between logic and emotion. Some, sometimes where we are doesn't make the perfect sense. You know, and everything logical isn't always the answer. And you know everything we feel might not make sense to someone else. And I just really like exploring um, those occasions where um, you know, because I think those are the that's the best opportunity to learn, you know, in in that space.
0: Okay. Well, let's explore with you. Can you share with us a poem that emphasizes that one of those gray spots?
1: That oh, okay. spot that <laughs> most definitely. Um, I'll go into uh, this piece. It's called. Um, I fall in love with broken people, <laughs> and uh, it's one of my favorite favorite pieces in the book, um, because I wrote it in dedication to extraordinary people mm-hmm. you know who find themselves maybe loving not so extraordinary people and getting stuck in that pattern mm-hmm. of um, take me for example i when i you know, I'm a Pisces, so, you know, they say that the Pisces Zodiac is, uh, you know, very uh, love-oriented, you know, we're dreamers, and um, we Wait, give... I'm a dreamer, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, um, I can only speak from, you know, from, 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 from me, um, you know, I live in the clouds a lot, and uh, so, you know, when I... When I love, you know, whether it's a romantic kind of love or whether it's a love that you share towards your family or friends, mm-hmm. I give that hard, mm-hmm. And so I wrote this poem for those people who give that kind of hard love, mm-hmm. to individuals who may not be so deserving of it, mm-hmm. um, and that causing a, a repetitive pattern mm-hmm. in, in, in loving and in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, And I call it, I fall in love with broken people. I used to never believe in parallel universes. But I often wonder where else could we have misplaced the common sense that heaven gave. Take me for example. I fall in love with broken people who leave their tears behind like breadcrumbs. Just trying to find a way back home the kind who are content with sailing on sinking ships and who find happiness in bad habits, people who promise that they'll never hurt me like the world hurt them. They lied. I fall in love with homeless individuals who find welcome mats in my kindness, who become false disciples to my needs, who speak inflexible fairy tales that stretch far beyond the truth, the kind who are sensual with their eye stares, And deadly by the touch of a hand. People who seem to understand me as if they were God's co-creator. Yet I'm always there to hold their heads just above water even though I've never learned how to swim. I fall in love with dreamless sleepers. Praying off my loneliness as I slave to set their nightmares free. See, my love has superhero qualities. It'll save you from burning buildings and rescue you from regret. It'll multitask with healing your wounds and do favors without you having to ask. It will give everything without requiring anything in return. I fall in love with hurt people who hurt people. Those who carry bags of excuses to why they decorate rock bottom to be as comfortable as possible. Yet I become more than willing to lay my head there too. I grow attached to people with cracks in their security, shared bedsides and dreams with angelic demons, sweet bitterness, trustworthy liars, wonderful pain, healing diseases, strong weaknesses, and some intelligent stupidity. Damn, what a dangerous sanctuary our friend ignorance can be because I had to learn that giving you selfless love does not mean loving myself less. Yet every day I accommodate love to those who should have learned about it growing up. I am the crutch for those who feel like life is just too heavy to walk through. So I sacrifice my balance in order to travel beneath them. So they know what standing tall feels like. I fall in love with broken people. With no time for soul searching, praying to be reconnected with purpose. But never wanting their priorities fixed. For some reason, hurt people... Love to love hurt people. So while some may not believe in a parallel universe, I often picture another world where we must be walking proud and confident around a knowledge that is heaven-sent because we have trouble walking like that here. This would be a world where we are scarred by several but never broken by anyone. Flawed by nature but knowing that we are perfectly created by grace, this would be a world where we all would know the difference between the love we carry and the love we waste.
0: Wow. Well, Brandon, you landed right in the middle of logic <laughs> and emotion there. <laughs> we'll be right back with Brandon. And Brandon, when I'm back, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about love.
1: Sounds good. Favorite topic of mine. <laughs>
0: Somewhere Between Logic and Emotion, by Brandon Jackson. You'll find a link to his book on our website, thejourney.riosports.com. That's thejourney.riosports.com. So let's get some definitions straight. What is love? What is your definition of love? Let me see if I can find out what Brandon is so passionate about. Brandon, I promise that I will ask you about love, you this passion, love, this love that is hard to grasp. Yes. What is it
1: when you? When I talk about love, you know, I, I talk about love. I feel that it love is the root to everything, um, you know. And like I said, it, it doesn't have to be always, you know, talking from a romantic standpoint. That type of passionate um, love that I'm talking about, I'm talking about. That kind that we long for from someone else, mm-hmm. as well as I, I really want to promote and encourage self-love mm-hmm. because I think when you talk about self-love, that translates into the love that you receive from others, or you allow your you know you allow to, uh, yourself to receive from others, mm-hmm. and um, I really feel that that's where it all starts you know it it the the topic of love one of my favorite poets is rumi mm-hmm. and um you know his uh, you know st- that long ago mm-hmm. you know it was still the topic was still relevant <laughs> you know it was still relevant in the 1200s you know mm-hmm. and um the way that he would talk about that longing mm-hmm. and how love is a, is a connection not only between you and people, but between you and the Most High. And I really feel that um, talking about that love is the, is the best kind of connection to the people because it crosses all borders, mm-hmm. ages, you know, races. And um, that's one of the reasons why I write is to connect to the people. And that's why I feel that love is, is, is such a relatable part of the human being.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, how different is self-love from being selfish? Being mm-hmm. into
1: oneself or being narcissistic—that's
0: Oh, that's, What's, <laughs> that's
1: a beautiful question. Um, when I talk about self-love, I really talk about what you allow yourself to go through. Um, you know, between being selfish, um, I feel that being selfish is is taking it to another place. Mm-hmm. It, it's not. It, it's not self. It's not the self-love that I'm talking about or, or any type of narcissistic kind of way that self-love is that kind of learning who you are. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, people, I think life is way too short to deal with things and, you know, and, and be unhappy. And I feel that loving yourself whole mm-hmm. or completely, um, you know, will, and putting that out into the universe, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it it brings back um, somewhere between logic and emotion Mm -hmm. because, you know, finding that kind of love, that kind of self-love that teaches you, okay, I'm worth more than maybe what I'm allowing you to make me feel. Like I I refuse to be hurt or I refuse to be abused or I refuse to just settle Mm -hmm. um, for hurtful situations. And I feel that self-love is what initiates that, understanding, mm-hmm. um, to what you will accept and what you won't accept mm-hmm. because of the love that you have for yourself. And I think there's nothing selfish about that.
0: So Brandon, from where you stand, what's the most important aspect of love?
1: The most important aspect of love, um, is unconditional. I, I you know, real love is unconditional. I think that's a common theme as well that, uh, you'll hear in, uh, you know, my poetry and in somewhere between logic and emotion, um, because the, the work that we put into trying to find that unconditional love and trying to love ourselves unconditionally. Um, there's a, there's a poem, uh, in this, in this book called a beautiful that's not mainstream. And that poem is about love being unconditional and, um, how, Everything that you see in the media um, is everything that you see in the media is a type of beautiful that is is that you see everywhere. Mm-hmm. And in, in that piece, I'm talking about a beautiful that isn't celebrated mm-hmm. um, that you might see on posted somewhere or on, on on TV. And I'm talking about celebrating that unconditional love.
0: C- can you share with us as well? Oh, most
1: definitely. Right. <laughs> A beautiful that's not mainstream. You took the time to get to know me in chronological order. (laughs) Now that's beautiful. And not the kind that you see on television screens. You are single father raising his children beautiful. Young inner city kids graduating school beautiful. I've witnessed similar pain in you. Defeated death in your embrace. While you act as if caring for me is a career for you. Now that's beautiful. And not the kind they depict in music. You are young girl waiting for the right one at the right time, beautiful. Dark-skinned women proud of their melanin, beautiful. See, this life sometimes gives you a universe to travel alone in. But I've grown in your wounds as you've uplifted my spirits. Announced forgiveness like God's tongue and taught me that hurt will introduce you to completion eventually. Now that's beautiful. And not the kind you've seen in magazines. You are equal rights beautiful. HIV cure beautiful. I have given up on trying to tame wild rivers. Instead, I let the fearlessness in your arms be my still waters because you hold me with such assurance whenever I start to doubt. So now let me tell you why you're beautiful. There was nothing ever condescending in your words. Never any stigma in your eyes. You never had any expectations to what love is supposed to look like. There was never any exploitation in your intentions. Never any greed in your fingers or high pedestals in your attitude. You didn't have to sign a contract in order to love me back now. That's beautiful. Defined not by what is visible to the eye, but by what's created through honesty. History lessons of unconditional love in order to make love unconditional again. Within the lines of poetry, readers will find us, if they look hard enough. I was born into this world crying, knowing there would be times where the only choice is to be brave. And I have to say that the journey to you was worthwhile. I know this. Because from the beginning, when I told you I was imperfect, you decided to love me regardless. Now this is beautiful. And not the kind you'll see posted on billboards.
0: (laughs) That is beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) Thank Um, you. Thank you so much. Now, I I want to pause. I I follow Michael Baston on Facebook. And you know who Michael Mm Baston is. And um, I'm probably going to misquote him, but he was uh, presenting... Only recently, the question of unconditional love, um, and uh, the way I would word the word it is, that he was trying to figure out whether we really think that's practical. Mm. If if we're looking for somebody who's going to spend their whole lives uh, with us, if we're looking for somebody to treat us right, can we really expect to have somebody to come in without conditions? Or mm-hmm. could, would you?
1: Go to them
0: without your conditions hmm. is not by nature requiring <laughs> conditions. what would you tell them if you
1: <laughs> well, I, I you know i think it's a mutual i think it's a mutual thing when you come together you you it has to be unconditional from from both ends i feel um and you know I feel that the i am such an optimistic person mm-hmm. uh you know even though um i'm all about putting Putting good vibes out into the universe. I think that it's 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 so important, you know, to do that these days, and and you know, I feel that, um, I I just believe that you know, love can be that kind of unconditional feeling, you know, um, because, you know, I, I growing up, um, I, you know, I grew up in the church, you know, um, uh, you know, I have a lot of spiritual, um. Uh, spiritual belief and i just feel that um you know when they say god is love i feel that that's letting you know that the potential the potential of what it can be and i feel that you know with you know us the the human uh the human condition is 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 such an interesting um interesting area to. Uh, to write about and to talk about and not saying, you know, like I know all of the answers to the human condition because I write because I'm still learning parts of the human condition.
0: But you said something that, that as much as I've heard it all my life, as mm-hmm. much as I embrace it, as much as I repeat it, you said something that really hit me really heavy there just okay. when you said <laughs> God is love. That's the potential. Yeah. I mean, and it just grabbed my, it grabbed my attention that, that's what love
1: is, oh, yes. as huge, as, as huge God. and infinite now, as, as, as.
0: So God. is that frightening, or, <laughs> or is, know, that I, I, is that encouraging? Is it that mean that we could just bathe ourselves in it and so don't be worried, or is it so big that we can't? That we can't, can't it? handle it. <laughs> right. You know, um,
1: um, <laughs> you know it, that that's such <laughs> that, that's so funny because I don't feel that I don't feel there is any fear um, in love. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's something that, um, you know, that when the fearful things happen, it's because um, of the the places inside ourselves that we are allowing ourselves to keep, mm-hmm. keep love out. I feel that, you know, we're very, um, you know, stimulating people. You know, if something stops stimulating us, you know, or, if, you know, during a time something is stimulating us, oh, this must be love, and then if it stops stimulating mm-hmm. us, um you know then it's not love anymore and i feel that um you know fear is not part of the equation of love and i think that that is one of the biggest things that keeps us from reaching that type of potential when i talk about unconditional love and it being as as high as you know god being being love
0: but doesn't it leave us unprotected or or uh, if our love is unconditional. Mm-hmm. Um, does it open us to harm from those whose love is not unconditional? Oh,
1: most definitely. Uh, so, most definitely. So what do you say? Most definitely, and that that is part of the journey. I feel <laughs> you know that is definitely part of the the experience because trying to to reach that understanding, I, I feel that. That's why I express and why I write is trying to reach that understanding. Not that I'm, you know, uh, any type of, uh, you know, uh, oh, love, you know, is 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 is, you know, always going to be perfect or is just this this perfect, uh, you know, the idea of love mm-hmm. is, is so different than uh, the actuality of it. And when you say, uh, you know, does it leave us unprotected? Most definitely, most definitely in this life. But I feel that um, those kinds of experiences are the best to embrace because, you know, Rumi has a quote um, that says, the wound is the place where the light enters you. Yes. And 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 that's just so, when you just process that, that's my whole reason for um Expressing is acknowledging those wounds mm-hmm. and repairing it uh, to a sense where we're trying to reach that type of great love that uh, we deserve mm-hmm. but I feel that we just have to believe that we deserve it
0: right. we'll be right back
1: you are on the journey and it's time for our question of the week
0: Our question of the week is this, do you love unconditionally? If not, why not? And if you do, how is it with you? Do you love unconditionally? If not, why not? And if you do, how is it with you?
1: And you know Neville, um, you know speaking about that that uh, notion of fear and how it, you know, stops us sometimes from from reaching that potential of uh, you know the the greatness that love can provide. I have a poem. This piece is called "Scared," um, and it goes like this: True love, you don't walk into it; you stumble. But I'm scared of falling, not sure whether to call you clueless or insane, because how could anyone have found a safe place in loving a disaster like me? You lend me refuge in your smile, which is the best piece of architecture I know. I evacuate to your arms when the storms get too hard to handle because your soul is different, a love so sufficient that with you I couldn't be a child anymore. I couldn't use insecurities as crutches, I'd have to grasp responsibility. With you, I couldn't sit and write no amateur poetry, I'd have to get as deep as you and stand as strong as your backbone, I'd feel like I'd want to take care of someone who needs no taking care of, teach someone who knows everything already, love someone who loves enough for the universe, so what use could I ever be to you? The childish parts of me would have to drop dead in order to love something so drop-dead gorgeous. I'd have to fit into maximum proportions to impress you, dig deep into old emotions so I could be bold enough to protect you. I couldn't just caress you by the hand. No, because it takes an intangible touch to massage you just right. You inspire transformation, communication so sweet that There were pieces left in our teeth and flossed out in our kisses, but I've never shared lips like this. Never had out-of-body experiences like this. Your heart is on the table, but what would I do with a love like this? It's scary. To have to tell the demons in my bed that they have to find somewhere else to sleep. Or evict the skeletons from my closet to make room for your shoes next to mine. I'd have to get myself together in order to love you better, but the fear in me sees 1 Corinthians as just an opinion because the fact is, putting away childish things brings too much space for reality. If fear were not here, I wouldn't love you to death, I'd love you to life. If fear were not here, I wouldn't steal the value from how rewarding it feels to earn someone priceless. If fear were not here, I'd be the floor to welcome your knees as you prayed for the strength of us combined. If fear were not here, I'd blow away your tears like dandelion petals. If fear were not here, I'd be enslaved to love you. Because I should be the image of how much you deserve it. But I'm scared of you. Not because I think you would leave me, but because I know you would change me. And I'm scared of genuinely liking the person that I could become. Woo! You like that one? Was, are you sure you're twenty-four? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I get that. I get that um, response a lot, and it's so you know, it's so humbling. And I just I, you know, I, I love I love hearing it that um, you know I can create and write something that um, you know touches me enough to be able to put it into words and and is able to touch and reach uh another person, you know another human being, I just think that that kind of connection is 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 great, and I just love when um, people ask me that you know i' i i have an old spirit i've always been told i have i have an older spirit um uh but you know i I just feel that um like I said, love crosses all borders you know regardless of age and um there's a funny story uh my mom shared with me about uh my grandfather. There was a time when, you know, my grandmother had passed and, you know, he was um, you know, getting back out there and, you know, uh, uh he the the woman that he was in a relationship at the time um just made him so mad, made him so mad about something. And now this is a man that's in his 70s mm-hmm. and um she made him so mad about something that he uh ripped the phone right out of the wall. And I just think that the same thing that we might have went through, Mm -hmm. you know, in those kind of uh, uh, situations where we're happy, whether we're crying or whether we're, uh, you know, uh, uh, angry about Mm -hmm. uh, something dealing with love, whether you're experiencing that at 20 or whether you're experiencing that at 70, 80, it's a bridge, Mm -hmm. you know, and I just feel like, you know, that's, that's the best, way to connect, you know, to everyone.
0: Well, we'll be right back, and then when we're back, we'll see if we can get into some of the more personal life of uh, Brandon, if he's going to allow us. <laughs> I mentioned earlier that you'll find links to the Chi Gallery on our site, Uh The Chi Gallery is at 830 Exposition Avenue, Suite One or Two. For you, those of you in the Dallas and surrounding areas, is just across from Fair Park and just across from the South Dallas Cultural Center. Um, they have an art party; they call it every Friday at eight o'clock. I haven't been to one, uh, but they said it's the Deep Ellum's coolest uh, party. Yes, at the Deep Adams Art Gallery, you'll get drinks, appetizers, music, and a chance to win an awesome abstract. Well, there you go. Reading off of a flyer here, it says, Designers enjoy 20% off of artist direct prices. Mm. Gallery hours are from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday to Thursday, or call for private viewing. Well, check out the Chi Gallery. I found uh, the Chi Gallery on 830 Exposition Avenue to be quite an interesting and beautiful uh, place to be. Yesterday evening, check it out. There are many things I like about Brandon's poetry. I like the fact that he has staked a claim in the field of love. Many rightfully fight for justice and peace, he too, but he seems to me to have recognized the need to fight for love. Love is the greatest threat to evil. Evil will do everything in its power to snuff love out, to negate it, to make of love mere fluff and sentimentality, to emasculate love is the greatest threat to evil. In the absence of love, there will never be justice. There will never be peace. And evil is quite fine with that. I like Brandon's poetry because of where it takes us. You know, some other poetry, even some other good poetry, drop us in the dark. We are in the dark. After a while, we find a penlight. And with that penlight, we might begin to identify a shape here and a shape there. In that dark, with that penlight, we might eventually deduce where we are and what's in the darkness with us. It's all a mystery. Some people don't like that kind of poetry. I actually like a good mystery. I write a few myself. You have to want to solve it. It requires stamina, a certain kind of stick And you'd better hurry before the darkness grabs you. Brandon's poetry is not like that. I like Brandon's poetry. It doesn't drop us in the dark. It doesn't give us a penlight. I like Brandon's poetry because he bears it out right there in the broad daylight. There. There it is. You know you know what it is, so you move closer to it, only to realize there is far more there than meets the eye. There is depth and breadth and height. The textures are inescapable. You touch it, and it sucks you into a private room with a mirror. You can see yourself. There is a mirror in front of you, and there is a mirror to see the back of you, and mirrors to see your sides and your bottom and your top. You are naked in a lit room full of mirrors. And that's why I like Brandon's poetry. You are naked in a lit room full of mirrors, and you can see right through to your insides. You know, I have a strong suspicion that's why so many people gravitate to it too. I like Brandon's poetry. Love, it is the greatest threat to evil.
1: You know, um, growing up uh, when I was, you know, very young, I have a younger sister. And, um, you, know, I, you know, we all have our stories, you know, and our experiences that shapes us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and when I go back to say, uh, you know, that I've always had an older spirit, um, I, I remember thinking things when I was younger, um, I was just a very, a very, uh, I wouldn't say maybe nosy kid, mm-hmm. um, but I, I used to just be very, um, I used to wonder a lot, and, um. Uh, my father he suffered from a drug addiction and um and he left when I was uh 6 years old. We have a you know a good relationship now. But when I go back to talking about uh experiences that shapes us and um you know you know with any any past you know there's going to be hurt You know, there's going to be suffering. And, um, you know, uh, the last time I was here, you know, I talked about a lot about my mother and how she influenced, uh, you know, influenced me in in, in my life and in my writing. And, um, you know, the themes of love um, that, you know, I put forth into my writing is really um, from witnessing uh, what love wasn't, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and that made me learn or want to learn more about what love is mm-hmm. by seeing all what love was not um you know during the times you know when my father was in that in that state um and you know the the hurt you know that my mother had you know during those times and witnessing you know that kind of hurt at a very young age you know that sticks with you mm-hmm. and um and you know despite all of that this is why i i i really want others uh to just to to be optimistic and and to be positive in you know whatever situation might seem the hardest because despite the hurt and the pain she, my mother was able to still provide us with all of the love that me and my sister uh, you know deserved mm-hmm. and um uh there's a uh, I have a there a lot of my poems, it's so funny because a lot of my poems uh, are born from conversations that that uh, like me and you are having right now that I have with friends or that I have with family members like my mother, you know, it's conversations about, um, you know, love and, you know, what we do sometimes and how, uh, you know, we call ourselves stupid sometimes and, um, you know, in in the process of learning things. And so that's that's where a lot of, you know, the topics of my poems come from. But, uh, you know, going through this life, uh, you know, and experiencing that, I, I really feel that that is what really, having it for for so long, mm-hmm. um, you know, since I was, you know, at a young age and being able to now voice those kinds of uh, feelings mm-hmm. and lessons, you know, that I'm learning now, even now in my relationships. There was a conversation that me and a friend had um you know, as I was telling you earlier, how uh you know some when I love I love hard mm-hmm. um it was a very beautiful uh way of saying it, but we had said uh you know Brandon sometimes you know I may love as if i've come from a loveless household, mm-hmm. and when I say that is because you know I have loved in ways that you know, might have caused regret mm-hmm. at some point where, you know, if I'm loving like this, I'm loving as if, as if I grew up not knowing what love is, mm-hmm. but I did know what love is, you mm-hmm. know, and I think that's, that's just the process of going out and maturing into the world and experiencing things for yourself because even though despite, you know, family troubles and, and pain you know, my mother was able to show that kind of love and translated that kind of love through her actions. And being an adult now and, you know, experiencing love and relationships for myself and making mistakes, you know, I, I thought of it, you know, I love as if I've come from a loveless household. But, you know, that's, that's not so mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I, I grew up with love all around me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm and I'm so appreciative uh, you know, of that. Love it.
0: Love it. Tell us about you know, where where can we find this book? This is so exciting <laughs> Thank where, where, you. Where, will we, where will we find
1: it? You know, I'm so I'm so excited about this second labor of love, um, somewhere between logic and emotion. Uh you can uh purchase uh this labor of love for ten dollars. Um you can find it on Amazon uh, mm-hmm. dot com if you search somewhere between logic and emotion. And uh, also, it's available um, on my website, on my blog website. Uh, It's brandonjackson.yolasite.com. You spell that Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E.com. That's brandonjackson.yolasite.com. I also have a... um, A uh, YouTube channel where, if you want to go and see me perform, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, at some of the venues or some of the spaces that I've uh, performed uh, pieces at. Mm -hmm. I also have a YouTube channel um, that you can visit to uh, see some live poetry Mm -hmm. um, in motion. It's uh, YouTube.com forward slash uh, Spoken Word Remedies. Spoken www.youtube.com/slash/spoken-word-remedies. I'm also on Facebook, Mm -hmm. uh, Facebook uh, facebook.com/slash/BrandonJacksonPoet.
0: Well, that's so nice. All right, and we're going to have that also on our website, various websites and blog. We'll have the links to those as well. Well, can you take us out with another of your favorite poems?
1: Sure can. Um, this poem is very is another. Uh, you know, all of them are special to me, but this one is uh, it's special to me as well. It was uh, also born from a, a conversation that me and uh, my best friend was having. Um, you know, when we get into those conversations about um, f- a love and you know what we what we hope to find and you know what we want you know in a person. Um, and he said something that was just it just stuck with me that I said, I, I have to write a poem about this. He said, Brandon, you know, one day we're gonna find I I just wanna find my Where have you been on my life? And I just loved it. <laughs> yeah. I, I loved it, you know, because you know, it it, it it some people might say, you know, Oh, that's so cliche, you know, uh, you know, where have you been on my life? You know, you see that kind mm-hmm. of stuff in the movies, but I just thought it was so beautiful to um capture uh the the longing of possibly finding that special someone and, 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 and being able to ask them that question, where, where have you been all this time when I was looking for you, when I was waiting for you? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is uh, that poem. My Where Have You Been All My Life. After the cold sheets and sleepless nights where well, the stars laughed at my loneliness because they had company while I had none. After the never calling me back when someone said they would, and after the never meeting me halfway when someone said they could, after wondering whose sense was frequently brought home to me, my only question now is, where have you been all this time? After every lie I was looked right in the eye with, after every face that grew more unfamiliar as time spent, after good intentions were enlisted as promises, after their sentences looked sexy and uniform after being convinced that someone's words could overshadow contradictions, after I believed them, and after I grieved when listening was never popular to them, after all the selfishness that never sees two people in relationships, after the ignorance that longs for love but never understands how to keep it, I just want to know, where have you been during all of this? When bullshit was plentiful. After the remarkable timing when the very moment I was almost over someone became the same moment I'd fall back in love with them, after all the acting was done to perfection, and after the tears they poured came out so convincing, after their stares were so photogenic with a thousand reasons to why loving them was worth repeating, all I want to know is, where have you been hiding? During the times that love made me feel like nothing and The times I cried out everything when rock bottom was comfortable, and when I was only inspired to write angry, sad, heartbreaking poems almost forgetting how writing used to be an enjoyable thing. After all of the people who left me loveless, at what distance did you see me deciding to show up and whisper in my ear that I am good enough? Because since you come along, the sheets are never cold. Just heavy and warm with the sense of how passion is supposed to work. No cloud nines here. You brought this reality with you. I've found someone who appreciates my company enough to never have the stars laugh at me again, but make them jealous of how someone shines brighter with me. I noticed that you would have never fit into my design perfectly until after it was broken. Caressing the cracks in me until they completely closed. I never imagined asking someone, where have you been all my life, until I realized that walking in wrong direction can sometimes lead you to where you're supposed to be. I want to thank the ones who broke me down so someone could build me up, because now there's a trust that's just natural enough for this person who returns my phone calls just to share how their day went for this person who was sent to make peace of the war written on my face and convince my heart that it's okay to beat hard because it's no longer scared to break. Someone who was the first thought of each day and the destination of my nighttime, someone who took all the regret away and gave me honesty, spoken honestly, showed me a destiny destined early. The definition of patiently is what I almost missed. And now I can thank all of my heartbreakers for leading me to this. And I have to say, it's been such a mean world without you. Wow. <laughs>
0: Brendan, Brandon, you're beautiful in so many ways. Thank you and so much, Neville. You, you know I love you on the program. Thank you, uh, you so much. You the audience. You on the thank, you,
1: thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. Well, it's, it is a pleasure here, too. Hi.
0: Right. Look forward to having you again. <laughs> oh, most definitely.
1: Most definitely. I'm always welcome. always ready to come and share. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: The Journey is available free on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Rio Sports Radio, and several of your favorite Internet platforms. Download, embed, and share via any of the social media you love. See you next week.